0: Thank you,
1: universe. Yeah. Thank you.
0: I saw some meme that was like, when Saturn was something, then it was the, I gotta find it. It's basically like when all these three planets, like Pluto was in retrograde, Saturn was in retrograde, something else. Like all these like crazy world events happened in our history, like fucked up shit. And all three of those planets are retrograding right now damn planet
1: god damn planet yeah (laughs) call yourself uh
0: so buckle up all right (laughs) on that note let's record a podcast this is the true north collective podcast a gathering of unsugar-coated conversations on wellness created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north
1: Hey everybody, we are bringing my dear friend Joaquin back onto the podcast today. If you didn't listen to his original episode, it is season three, episode eight, where we talk all about the labels in the world we live in. Today we are talking about self-sabotage and the ways that we do not honor ourselves. It's also the topic for our July 9th collective, so this is great preparation for that, and we'd love to see you there. All right, let's jump into the
0: podcast. Ooh. Oh, wait. Oh, he's taking a snapshot.
2: Okay. <laughs> I, don't know what I, did. I don't know what I just did. I pushed a button. You're
0: taking a lot of snapshots. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm just pushing
1: buttons. Oh. What button did you push? This one? No. Uh,
2: I'm doing it from a phone, and it looks... Uh-huh. Well, I guess you could say it looks like a... Uh, oh,
1: yeah. Wait.
0: Smile. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to just yes. record, Janelle, and not listen?
1: I do kind of just want to record okay, that lesson. Is this that bad?
0: F- fingers crossed.
1: I think it'll all turn out.
0: All right, I'm, I'm gonna lob onto your. I'm really leaning in. into
1: trust. Right I know, now.
0: apparently. <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> I'm real good about.
0: Thank God, one of us is. <laughs>
2: oh my God! Okay. <laughs> Good thing watching kids been on the podcast. Before. I know,
0: seriously. <laughs> I'm
2: like, what's up? Uh, what are we doing? Is it over? <laughs> okay. Cool.
1: So, friends, welcome back to the podcast.
0: How are we all doing? Ooh, loaded, loaded question. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. We here. We here. I'm
2: yeah, huh? Uh huh.
0: Uh huh. We're here. We're here. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes, we're here.
0: I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be having these conversations again. So thank you guys for being available during these crazy-ass times. Of
2: course. Uh, A moment of truth, and I guess it shouldn't be moment. It should be, like, what, hour of truth. But just, like, I'm very grateful to be here, and it has given me something to look forward to amidst everything. But I'll just be honest and say I almost felt conflicted to do it right now I don't know when this is gonna be released out there but just considering everything going on and I'm sure we all know what that means it was a part of me is like is this the right time to talk about it and then should I wait but I'm like it's still important to talk about so there was a moment where I felt kind of conflicted but then I thought hey we're all in this together and, and it's still something that should have some attention on and visibility. And I'm just going to ramble until I say end of rant. Um, but yeah, I felt a little conflicted, but I, overall though, I'm glad that we all are here to do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I can, I can totally saddle up with that because, um, yeah, I mean, there's just a, yeah, it's a lot going on and, um, and I will say for my own self-care, I've realized through all of this um, just how quickly um, I, I personally can get burnt out from being in it and, you know, wanting to be a part of change and wanting to do all that I can um, that being I, I just didn't realize how little I was doing actually doing for myself this last these last few days these last week and i am grateful for this space to be able to connect with you guys and i know that this these conversations always end up giving me life um and inevitably i'm able to kind of sort through and process what i'm going through so um i'm very selfishly appreciative of of that so but yes you're in you're in good company with that one of kind of navigating when's the right time to have what conversations about when you know when and all that so
1: absolutely well I'm always grateful I think I mean maybe I said this in a Marco Polo to you Rachel but I was saying how I'm very grateful to have two friends like you who I get to have these conversations with on the daily, not just on the podcast, but even through text messaging and Marco Polo and in person and all of the above, just people that are willing to hold space and be there and like, let me process and not feel like an idiot or like have to do it alone. So thank you both for being in my life and then agreeing to record it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we here. We here. Let's do it. Well, I'm excited about our conversation today related to the ways that we neglect ourselves. And this is something, Joaquin, you brought up actually in our last collective, so shameless plug there, um, our, our monthly gatherings where our community gets together and we talk about a topic. And, and you had... I don't even know exactly what we were talking about. Rachel, maybe or Joaquin, If you remember, chime in and, and add the details, but you had mentioned something. And then you said, I think you like asked the question, like how, how am I neglecting myself? And Rachel and I were both like, Fuck, that's a great question. And so <laughs> like, it sparked, I think a lot in us and even in our next collective that we're hosting the topic. Um, Um, of sort of self-sabotage and and how we hide from ourselves. Um, And that is why we invited you to come back on because we talked about labels last time, Mm -hmm. um, which is probably one way that a lot of us, you know, self-sabotage or or neglect ourselves. Um, But now we thought you would be the perfect person to continue the conversation on this topic.
2: Perfect person. No pressure.
0: Perfect. All you got to do is be yourself. (laughs)
2: <laughs> all right I think I can do that uh, to add to that I uh, I'll be honest I don't remember what I said I just remember <laughs> you told me after the fact like you said something I was like I did oh, oh. I'm, tra- like, I, I, but,
0: I'm trying to like note go through my I have this like atrocious notebook that I should probably Like, I got to send you guys photos of it because it's insane. Like, there's zero organization to it. I don't know how I keep anything straight in it. But on one of these pages somewhere, I wrote it down. And so I'm going to try to leaf through it and see if I can find it. So if I do, I'll probably interrupt you and be like, I found it! Perfect.
2: (laughs) I just remember the, the topic was intuition. And I think this may have been at that point. Again, Rachel, you'll tell me by your notes. Um, the question was something like, what's your intuition? What's it look like to follow it? And what it looks like when you don't? And if I remember this, I don't remember how many weeks ago this was. I think I said something like, the way I can describe it, intuition is like having a relationship with yourself. Um, and when I don't follow it, it's it's those times when I neglect myself or or when I look back and realize I wasn't really following what is within me. And I, I think that's more or less the sentiment that may have been caught on by you too. But again, you'll find it when you find it, Rachel. I mean, sounds about
1: right, but it is a really interesting question. Like I have been playing with just moving into like a new chapter in life and doing a ton of reflection and I, it's not a notebook, but it's a journal and it's almost full and it's actually pretty organized, but (laughs) I've been flipping back through and just like rereading things that I wrote from nine months ago and highlighting things and looking for patterns. And, um, it's, when I look at that journey and I think about the topic we're going to talk about today, I feel like when I finally started journaling, it was this awareness around all the different ways that I was just neglecting myself, my intuition. Um, I wasn't trusting myself. I wasn't listening to Joaquin and I are both reading untamed and this is like a side tangent in the middle of my story, but she always likes to call it Glennon Doyle calls it the knowing kind of the concept of your intuition. I wasn't listening to my internal knowing that was like screaming inside of me. So I'm excited to have this conversation just because it's, very relevant in my life, especially as I, I'm processing and looking back on all I've learned about myself over the past nine months.
0: Okay. The quote is lost to the Akashic <laughs> records. So I think we've <laughs> properly set it up. <laughs> it's um, just like case
1: closed. <laughs> case closed.
0: <laughs> um, I can, I can add to that To I, I would say the, art of neglecting yourself is something that I have mastered (laughs) over the years um no I, I do I've done a majority of my own inner work has been around recognizing where I default to other people's realities way 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 above my own and it's become very very present in the last few months um maybe with all the time that we've had with the COVID pandemic, um, regardless, or maybe it's just that time, um, I have really been very, very faced with just how um, integrated that tendency is for me, almost to the point where I will catch myself doing it on such small scales and be like, holy shit, um, so I'm very much in that and excited to hear like how you guys describe the experience, unpack the experience because it's, it's quite visceral for me and has been. So yay, to this topic.
1: I if it's cool, um, there's group that I'm a part of right now. Oh, through <laughs> shocking. One of my current idols, the angry therapist, uh, and he has a lab group and I don't know what I think it was actually a book club assignment, book club assignment. Um, and someone posted something in the group that just like really, really hit home for me. And I wanted to share it because I feel like I read it and I was like, fuck, this is exactly. It, it's like when you read something, and you're like, did I write that? Yeah. Um and it was all around like how they use the term hiding yourself from like hiding from yourself or hiding from others. But I, to me, that's like one and the same, right? Neglecting yourself, hiding from yourself. Um, and this person said, I've been hiding from myself and others by being busy, saying that I'm fine, working 80 plus hours a week, helping everyone but myself, not expressing how I felt, isolation, just trying to pretend to be normal. Being judgmental, focusing on other people's problems, emotional numbing, being super positive—what was I hiding? My pain, my shame, my family dysfunction, my own dysfunction, uncertainty, fear, and struggles.
0: Yeah. Poignant.
1: <laughs> mhm. I was like, damn.
0: You said all that was that. you said that was a participant that posted that. It was a participant, yeah. Wow, what was the response from the group?
1: Ah, uh, that's a good question. It was on Facebook actually, mm-hmm. so I could go back and look. But yeah, it wasn't in one of the live groups, but it was like a homework assignment from um one of the live groups. But I know, when I was like going through and reading it. I was like, shoot, all of those things like that is absolutely. I mean I'm sure the list continues but many of the ways that I've neglected myself over the past five years
0: yeah it's it's kind of crazy to me it's like once I saw it and not just I don't know it's one thing to see it and we talk about we've talked about this before Janelle but it's like one thing to see it from a conceptual standpoint and to like understand in your brain like oh yeah that makes sense that when you would do that that would be self-sabotage that's the word I use um but to viscerally like experience yourself doing it consciously versus th- like when I was doing it from a program and I was unconscious, it's like I, be- I was just like in such denial about it. Like I wasn't even paying attention to it. And then once I was like in the experience of noticing where and what it felt like in my body to self-abandon, it was like oh my god it was like um all of a sudden you could see it everywhere and it was it was like all of a sudden it was like oh my gosh this is everywhere this isn't just self-abandonment in this one area this is like an underlying at least for me it's been I've noticed it as like an underlying fundamental I guess it's honestly it was a survival tactic for me um so to see it play out and to feel it in my body and it, just to see how prevalent it was is I don't know I oddly it was I mean it was overwhelming but it was also really oddly empowering um maybe because I was also in open dialogue with with people close to me about it so I was kind of like in the journey of it and so I wasn't like oh my gosh like I kind of engaged in I am doing work on boundaries is really where it came from um and it ultimately landed me in wow, you literally self sabotage as like a core tenant of your operating <laughs> principle. And I shouldn't laugh, but it's a an avoidance tactic to make me feel better. So
1: I do it all the time too. Yeah.
2: But laughing. I mean I love everything you said, but
0: <laughs> Yeah. So what, I laugh. Yeah.
2: Go for it, walking. <laughs> no. I was just kind of rendered speechless and kind of just mm-hmm, like just silent A and amen here.
0: I'm not alone? That feels so good you have no idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are not alone. I, I would also add people-pleasing to my list oh, too. Oh yeah, I got that one. I'm like really focusing on that one with the, the magnifying glass right now. Yeah. Oh, there you go again pleasing the people
0: it's there was a the first time i ever did meditation was part of the Shambala. um there's a Shambala temple in milwaukee uh and there was like a meditation for beginners class uh where if i recall it was like a five-week course and you would go once a week and you'd sit for like an hour you wouldn't sit for an hour it was an hour long class and you'd sit for like part of the time and then there was like discussion and stuff and is that what we did together sorry oh did you come to one with me
1: I went to like a four or five week session of something oh yeah yeah
0: then you must have been well the first I think you went to a later one the first one (laughs) I remember sitting in there and people were like they're like okay we're gonna open up to the experience of the room and you know, what was that like for everybody? And I raised my hand and I usually am not like, I'll usually like keep my, th- I like process, I'm observing, I'm processing. And I kind of just raised my hand right away. and was just like, fuck it. I was like, my brain wouldn't stop. Like it was constant. It was just like, go, go, go. And now that I know meditation, it's like, that's obviously, you know, the whole thing, but I was super new to it. And everybody in the room, they were like, who else had that experience? And I was like, oh, great. Now I'm going to be singled out. And everybody else raised their hands and I was like, what? And I thought that I had explained the situation with such uniqueness for me that it wasn't like, not everybody, there's no way that somebody experienced it. Because I was like, I was mean to myself. I was this, I was this. And everybody's like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep, mm mm-hmm, yep, that's exactly what happened to me. And so I feel like I just kind of had one of those moments because I'm like, Joaquin, you're so just brilliant and you're thoughtful, (laughs) like, Of course, you're human, too, but it's just easy to forget. So,
2: yes, I think um, all the things Janelle had mentioned from that post, some of them didn't even like stand out to me in in, like prepping for this conversation. But absolutely, Um, I was actually thinking of a couple of ways that just are like very current for me, like today and in the past couple of weeks and months. Um, I, one of them, I would have to say that I neglect myself is is doubting myself. Um, long story short, uh, with everything, my position with the last company I worked at became eliminated. So I have just been hanging out at my house and thinking about like my next move and whether it's just to pay the bills or career move or anything like that. on the one hand, there's like this idea of wide-eyed opportunities if the economy works out and all that so there's like anticipation and there's excitement but on the very opposite of that is just um i can't do that or i don't know if i can do that or is this what i should do and so all of that doubt floods in and then before i know it i'm no longer as janelle pointed out earlier like resting in my knowing and so meditation has been a huge huge help i did it twice today just because my brain was like hi there let's think about all these things so you don't actually have to be present and so that's one of the ways is just reminding myself there's there's a difference between careful consideration and 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 planning but when all of the reasons why not to do something really are just uh, rooted in fear. I go back to so many different memories as a child where I just said no, where I don't want to, or my parents did said the no for me because they didn't have enough money to to go do this thing that I wanted to do. So I always, I think that's my default is if it sounds like it's impossible or even just slightly uncomfortable, maybe I shouldn't because I don't know if I can. And so I'm sure if I... I go back. I, I'm sure I did not risk enough, and so that's kind of one of the ways I know I've been neglecting myself.
0: Is there um, is there a phrase that you might not have this? Is there a phrase that shows up for you in an inner phrase that shows up when you neglect yourself?
2: I don't know if it's a phrase. It, it's 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 um, it's a feeling. Hmm. It. It's it's almost like a like a pang of of it, it, I can't describe it. It's I just go back to some of the times where either things were not optional or available for me, and it just felt like something slipped out of my hands. And now that I'm in the driver's seat, it's almost as if I just don't take that thing. And so I think the when the self neglect happens when I recognize it, it's. Um, I don't want to say it's regret. It's more of just, I guess you knew that, but you still didn't go for it. So it's kind of that acknowledgement piece.
0: Got it. Yeah. And it's it's just interesting. Cause I've been like unpacking my own experience. I I have found when I can't pull myself away from something that's like me, I am self-sabotaging and I kind of like, I've just like the, the overworking piece Janelle that you talked about earlier, it's like, it becomes that, like I almost kind of, kind of become obsessed with this thing that is taking over and, and I'm trying to like locate in my body, like it's happening right now, um, with some of the things that I'm working on in my life and I can see that it's happening. I can't pull myself away from it even though I know that it's happening and I'm like Rachel fucking stop (laughs) like put it down but it's just not yeah so um I don't know my friend asked me earlier what do you do to let go of that and I'm like I don't remember I don't know I think I just like one day maybe it is like one day I feel a pang of like enough's enough I don't really know anyways I don't have an answer I'm just <laughs> help me <laughs> it's kind of how I feel
1: <laughs> Do you feel like when you're in those states it it's not like a flow state is it it's like more of a panicked
0: state Yeah like
1: or is it something else
0: you know how we were talking about you can tell you're starting to tell the difference between when you're doing something because you feel like out of fear versus doing something out of um genuine like uh gravitation I'll say Mm -hmm. it feels like it starts like the anchor of the anchor of it is still very true to who I want to be but I get like lost in it I get swept up in it and then it becomes a thing in and of itself. It happens in relationships. It happens with jobs. Um, So like the original nugget, the seed of the thing is like super connected to my heart. Because I'm like, I mean, I would toot my own horn that I'm like a pretty authentic person. And so like the initial engagements are, I would, say are usually very authentic but then if I'm invested in it in some way where I'm connected to the outcome maybe then I kind of I lose myself in it completely and it it has a life of its own. I am working for the thing versus it being an experience that I'm having that I can step away from. Anyways not that this is like a therapy session for Rachel (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I feel like we don't always get to see this side of you on the podcast. Oh, well, though, so yep, I'm in it. I am <laughs> in it. <laughs> so often you're the wise owl.
0: I still am, but yeah. Yeah. I mean you are, I but mean, I'm just saying. Like... I think it is something that in all of this craziness I've really been having to come to grips with of the fact that like even you know, as quote unquote enlightened as you get, like you're still a human and anyone who says anything different like we're still human and the human still has all the human stuff and um, you know almost sometimes I feel like it can be more extremes of being hard on yourself because you're like I should know this like I should know better and I do sometimes feel like even when I'll call some of my friends, they'll be like, you know how to do this, like, we don't need to worry about you, and I'm like, no, 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 like, I just need to really freak the fuck out right now, <laughs> like, um, so, I don't know where I'm going with that.
2: Um, the only thing I can consider with that, not the only, but the thing that comes up with what you just ended that with is, um, ego, not to say you have a lot of ego that's yeah. driving all of this, but, you know i remember thinking growing up that ego is this cartoon character that sounds like a supervillain but really it's it's the thing that whether we know it or not is driving the the need to be right the need to to be heard and seen in a way that's not healthy in and, and so when people say you should know how to handle that Rachel it's almost their expectation of of your your super Self when, like you just said it, we're human. And so I think part of neglecting ourselves too comes back to that is, yes, we can have a, a certain uh, awareness about where we've come from and how far we've gone through things. But I think the second we expect a certain level of, whether it's perfection, or if you throw that word out, a, a certain level of um, ease on a, you know, if if you're level ten enlightenment and you have a level four problem, somehow that means there's something wrong with you if you can't figure it out in the four seconds that you just are trying to figure it out. I think that is where we need to let go of having that expectation on others, um, and having that expectation first and foremost on ourselves. As as much as, not to make this about me, as much as I want to sound not smarter than anyone but just that I that I've, I've I've learned a thing or two I sometimes trip up on my words Janelle knows this my husband knows this and i I, I always hate or fear sounding um, uneducated or, or or that I don't even know what I'm saying but the second I suspend that and and not pay attention and I just say hey I'm a human right now and and beyond that we know that we're more than human and so it's who I am, the essence of me, is doing its very best in this human form to communicate to the essence of you. Oh, okay. So if it sounds like a scholar talking, cool. But if it sounds like a four-year-old talking, hey, that's all I got right now. Um, so I guess that's what I could offer you, Rachel.
0: I, I actually appreciate what I took away from that. Well, a lot of things. Um, but just a reminder of, like, when, whenever I... I guess what's coming up for me is that I'm not neglecting who I actually am right now not that I do in the podcast normally but like me being able to fully self-express right now with you know struggling in real time is authentic expression and you bring up a really good point of like we do have you know, an idealized version of ourselves. I have an idealized version of myself and that can oftentimes get in the way of where I actually am and actually hold me back from being able to just work through whatever thing is trying to just work through me because I'm holding on so tightly to like, well, I I need to look this way or somebody just said that I needed to look this way and so I need to uphold that as best I can and and in that, any time that you're circumventing where you actually are, that's a complete neglect of self. Um, even though it might seem like as benign as, well, I need to you know, show up prof- professionally in this situation, quote-unquote, okay? Based on a system that was created that you then made your reality, so it's your version of that, and now you've suppressed something. And now... If we don't if i don't deal with those things and that's just like a random example i came up with but if i don't deal with those things what ha- happens then what does that become um the organization thrive that i ha- you know we've brought the ceo judy on here and um they gave helped me get my first certification for life coaching um but they used to talk about the facade the facade itself and it's like pretty soon you've created this version of yourself that like is its own entity in and of itself. And I actually feel like there's several facades, like not just one, like there's so many layers. And maybe in fact every second of who we are is a facaded slice version of ourselves. And so it's almost like that that meditative presencing is for me the one place where I've really been able to kind of cut through all that noise and that's where I truly can experience presence um, but when I'm so worked up on like who's looking and what are they thinking and who do I need to be for me for them for whatever or whatever um, I am so far removed from the present moment um, so far removed so
1: yeah, I connect with that a lot. I think with how I neglect myself, and I mentioned this earlier, and you were just getting into it here, is with the people pleasing too, and something I've been trying to build up awareness around is because everything, I mean, there's a lot of hard stuff going on right now for like all of us and myself included Is like how often do I just like, and I mentioned this in the the post I read, but like saying I'm fine or pretending I'm fine or like coming off as strong because I think my emotions or my feelings are like a burden on other people or they'll make other people uncomfortable. So just like, rich like you said, rather than experiencing it or even sharing and yes there's like a time and a place and yes emotional littering is a thing and that's always my promise. like trying to play in the gray area between all those um but being that authentic version of myself in the moment versus just like ha ha everything sucks i'm in a lot of pain but i'm just gonna laugh about it and you know make everyone else like comfortable but i'm actually really hurt like or hurting inside
0: um yeah or do you do the thing where you okay let me see if I can tap into it it's like (laughs) yeah basically you then beat yourself like I'll try to do something for somebody else but then I'll like beat my it becomes this like weird spiral that I like can't get out of and then I'm like oh I have to now that I I acted this way to make it okay, but i actually am still really pissed off and I never dealt with that thing, so now I'm still holding on to it. And like, I don't know, it's just like this weird thing where if I would have just dealt with it in the first place <laughs> and just been like, I'm I'm angry right now. I wanna punch a pillow and <laughs> this is fucked. And I just need some time to process it. Like, it's just like I would be able to get through it, but I like try to pretend it's not happening, and then it just like manifests into this like thing that I'm just like oh my god why did I do that why didn't I just say something why didn't I just and it's just like <laughs> compounds does that ever happen to you <laughs>
1: oh I mean de- yeah definitely and uh, I think like I, I mean for me a lot of times I, I can process it on my own but like I can just imagine there have been so many times lately that I've been around other people and having conversations and I'm like talking about something that's super painful to me but like I'll just laugh it off or I can like feel the emotions start coming up and rather than just like being especially because I mean these are like safe spaces too it's not like some stranger on the street and I'm gonna like start you know sobbing and telling them the story but like around people that I know are truly safe and could hold space for me and then I just like shove it back down and I'm, like I'm fine everything's great Ah, 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 ah. and then I'm like, why, why are you doing that? Like, you actually want to cry, but, like, I can't get myself to do it in front of other people. So it's, like, interesting, the like, the deep-rooted conditioning of, like, knowing that that's how I'm feeling and being able to just, like, shut it off so easily and then just being like, what the, like, wh- why can't you do that? Like, why can't you let yourself go there? I don't know, it's interesting.
0: Well, Because then be- I
1: do think... I, I- come off like inauthentic then and it's just like
0: I think everything's
1: fine I can handle everything I'm like no I'm fucking falling apart over here
0: (laughs) well and on the flip side I I mean I can't guarantee you anything but I would not be surprised if the people that you were in that space with couldn't tell that you you know wanted to go there and then it's like where is the comfort in somebody being able to say like hey it seemed like there was something there do you want to do you want a minute you know it's like ooh, that was palpable okay she's moving on cool let's move on (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so I don't know I think we're this time seems to be really giving people a forced um or forcing people an invitation all of it is real right um to experience things a lot deeper and um I don't know I've I've been finding that people are actually meeting me there um not that they necessarily anyone really knows what to do but I think everybody's feeling so much more that I've actually experienced more openness lately to like hey do you need to talk about it do you want what do you need from me right now and that almost is a little overwhelming too because it's like oh, shit, oh, shit, you just gave me permission. (laughs) But I don't know. It's like I guess I'm bringing up the point that, like, um, we don't live life in a vacuum. And when we are shutting down our own stuff, we're also shutting down other people's stuff and vice versa. And so I guess you can use that as an indicator, too, of where you might be shutting yourself down when you're kind of shutting down from other people. Um, So, yeah. Joaquin, what's coming up for you in all this?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in that last sentence that you had just mentioned, Rachel, thinking about whether for me or for Janelle or you, just when it's obvious to the certain people in our life when we might be neglecting ourselves, maybe just holding back thoughts or emotions. Um, the flip side of that to what you just said, it's that idea of how much freedom comes from standing. Even if your knees are shaking and you're trying to hold back into yours, but just standing in the truth of that moment. Um, and by truth, I, I don't mean your ego is hurt, so you need to cry. I'm talking about the real truth of something deep inside that you're willing to share. Um, of course, the people who deserve to know, but as soon as you do, it's there's already a knowing among that group that says, yeah, we saw that coming already, or at least because that's released into this environment, that gives everyone else that kind of same permission. Um, that's the first thing that came up for me. Um, something else that, I think I've discovered given some of the time I've had on my hands of, I guess the, one of the ways I can neglect myself or, or I guess if I want to pivot this into how to make this more proactive on, on how not to is thinking of all of the different methods, elements, vices, nouns, if you will, of, of, ways to numb yourself to self-medicate if you will um and it was almost a one of those like piercing things like straight in my heart a couple weeks ago of just doing some research and just trying to figure out like all right side note I know we're recording. If you want to keep this in, if that's great. If not, I'm just going to be completely vulnerable right now with y'all. Um, cool. One of, the, one of the things that, and I don't even know how to unpack this. I'm just going to try to make this as, as easy as possible to digest. Um, as someone who was raised in a fairly, you know, spiritual Christian home, a lot of things are black and white. A lot of things are right and wrong. And sometimes there's those gray areas, especially gray areas that your parents don't talk about. It's not, there's nothing mentioned in the Bible. And yet whether or not others, others say it's okay, there's something in you that says, I'm not so sure. And yet I would still do it. So I'm just going to say it. Um, I had, I don't want to say an addiction, but more of just an affinity to, to masturbate. And From a very young age, I wanted, I don't know how young, maybe 11, I always felt somehow this isn't okay. And somehow, sure, you can argue developmental stages and understanding someone's body, sure. But there was something in me, so I can't speak for anybody else. And it just felt like I wasn't doing, I don't wanna use the word right, but I, I guess the word truthful, like I wasn't being truthful to myself. And I was reading something. I don't have the source, I don't have anything on me to point in that direction, but I was just doing research. What does God say about this? Um, and this isn't from the Bible, but just whatever this you know author said of this particular blog, it just it cut through all of the different reasons of the yeses and the noes, and it went down to just any sort of thing that we can use to self-medicate is something that's probably not part of our truth. and that I like it was in that moment I said, okay, that's it. But it wasn't just that. I started like, once I opened my eye to that, then I started thinking about, well, what am I ingesting? Like what media am I ingesting that I can use to self-medicate? What have I done before I was an adult? I grew up in a very fire and brimstone household. So as soon as I could figure out a way to make myself feel better, I would have three or four servings of anything just to eat and to numb out and and once I regulated food, it's like, what else did I move on to? And so I think for me, one of the ways I neglect myself is when I run to something to feel better, even if it's momentary, even if it's a second or maybe an hour. And whether there's guilt at the end of it or whether there's no guilt, it's when I no longer feel connected. Um, and so one of the other ways, of course, you can think of is like substance or alcohol and, and just thinking of of how normalized it is in society and in our culture of just everyone drink up, let's have fun. And again, I'm, I'm not judging anyone who likes to have, you know, a cocktail or another. I'm not saying I don't. But when it gets to that point where who you are, like your essence, I want to say is literally drowned. It, it, it is, it's there, but you can't see it. It hasn't left you, but in some ways you've kind of abandoned it. And maybe you didn't know that. And so once that realization of, of self-medication came up, I I, I I, couldn't. It was one of those things where I can never unlearn this or unknow this. Um, and so it's just made me question a lot of my own choices, like on a daily basis, of of not analyzing every single thing, but just before I before I engage in something, is this something that can really benefit me now, benefit others, or am I just trying to numb out?
0: Yeah. So much. I know. Well, I love it too, because you bring up a few things. One, there isn't like, you kind of removed time in there, and it wasn't that, because I think, I mean, if I'll just use alcohol as an example or, you know, addiction to media consumption, you know, addiction to social media, I always think about it from a standpoint of like the number of hours or the number of drinks or the number of times of the week that I'm doing something. But to remove that, because I think there's like an out there because you can be like, well, I'm only doing it this many times Like, it's not that bad. There's people way worse, but like to get to really the heart of like what am I using this for and is this allowing me to connect with myself or is is period (laughs) um I just I loved that call out because um and it's also it what it also says to me is that we you can't necessarily just say that one thing is bad and one thing is good like masturbating isn't a hundred percent bad and are you using it to connect with yourself? Okay, that's an interesting one to use that for. But like, you know, are you using it to? Is that the? Th- is it? Are you the thing, or is that the thing? You know, is the drinking experience the thing, or are you the experience of your life the thing? Are is the social media the thing, or is it? Are you the thing? At least that's what's coming up for me. Is like, it um, it doesn't make anything good or bad, and it removes almost the blame that you could put on a, on just self-justification and really kind of puts you face to face with everything to be like I don't know almost like a it's almost like it's almost like presencing it's like pre, there's a presencing in that too of just like oh you're about to pick up this fork <laughs> I mean that's maybe a little crazy but I I loved it I think it's like a really cool invitation and I feel my whole body calming down right now so thank
1: you I was gonna say too like I mean if people have been listening to the podcast they know we've been talking about crutches and how we numb out and like that has been a huge unlock for me to this year of just like realizing how similar walking I feel like I've just basically been numbing out who I am for as long as I can remember and like I'm finally stopping that and it's just like in some ways I feel like I'm a completely different person but I'm actually who I've always been (laughs) I just didn't take the time to know but a few weekends ago I was doing some choice numbing and I knew I was doing it and I let myself do it because there had been like, there was a lot of things that were going on in my life and it was just like building up and building up. And I was like, fuck it. Like you've been really focused on all these different crutches and shortcuts and I nummy mean, techniques that you use, like a mullet, you have it. And I gave myself a couple of days. I let myself have it. I was aware of my choice. And then like a couple days later, I was like, okay, you're good. Like, stop numbing out and the day that I kind of like got off I don't know call like my quote-unquote bender for lack of better words I had a lot of clarity like I had a ton of unlocks that day so I think there's like because for me I was like oh it's so bad you're always an Amina oh you're it's so bad but I actually in that moment I was like oh shit like you just let yourself go there and you made the conscious choice to do it but it actually gave you a break, even just for a little bit, and now you're back, Like as long as you know you can get back. And you just learn like a shit ton about yourself because it's sort of, like I stopped spiraling, like I was just like too in it, it was like too heavy. And so I gave myself that space to kind of step out for a second, and then I actually came back stronger. So I think that's like, that was an interesting unlock for me because I was starting to get really into labeling all my numbing techniques is really bad and accepting in the moment that sometimes they have a purpose but it's the lack of awareness a lot of times where it gets tricky
2: that I, I really appreciated that Janelle thank you um, The thing that's coming up from both what you just said and what Rachel said is and this is not a new word and not a new concept but it's 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 not a passive approach. It's very active, especially with what we're talking about. It, it's that idea of non-judgment. And so thinking about any of the things that we've done personally, or we've, we've heard done, we've seen done, it's very easy to just point the finger and go, that's bad. And then as soon as you do that thing, I'm bad, or you know, the shame and the guilt. And, and the more I can bring that awareness piece. So rather than just saying, it's good or it's bad. It's this is and I am. And so if I do this, it's not, you know, you must pay the consequences, but it's 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 less about I'm just willingly giving myself over to this thing and 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 not even being aware of it. I think Rachel, you kind of put it like, am I giving myself over to it or am I there? And so it's kind of wrap that stream of consciousness of of it's when it comes to self neglect i think there's the either the absolute deliberate choice of it which is definitely one conversation or there's also that idea of i i did not know and when that unlock happens it's now you can't unknow that and it's it's really it comes down to non judgment but also it, it's choice and 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 because of non-judgment for yourself, it, it really frees you up from then looking at somebody else. So for example, you know, whatever your um, ways of neglecting yourself via numbing Rachel, I couldn't look at you and be like, shame on you. That, 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 that's you. And you have to decide, I can't. And same thing for Janelle. Like, it's, it's less about the judgment and more about the learning process, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. absolutely I'm um this is like exactly the conversation I needed to have um and it's just reminding me that even neglecting self which I think is basically what you were just saying Janelle but like you know we came into this with like how do you you know when do you neglect yourself and what does it look like when you do and I think inherently in that question is the idea that neglecting self is bad. And when you do that, you've kind of like gone off the rails, so to speak, or you've like really lost yourself. I mean, that's literally what I say, and that I would lose myself. And and, um, when that is the belief that's there, that that is a bad thing, um, for me, I'll own it. I, um, it keeps me in it. Um, It keeps me trying to avoid seeing myself as doing that thing because I don't want to make bad choices (laughs) that sucks it doesn't feel good um but if I can just recognize like oh that's just a part of like again a part of the experience like uh, what I know to be true is that authenticity is not something that anyone experiences I mean I guess on a meta level you could say that every way that you're acting even as a facade is your authentic expression of facade but in terms of where you feel connected to self I think it takes practice and to remember that part of that process is knowing what it feels like to be disconnected from self so that you know maybe that's a reason that that we know what it feels like to feel connected Um, maybe there just needs to be that dichotomy I don't really know I don't (laughs) I mean we won't ever know but what does feel true from this is that it isn't a bad thing it is just a different experience and in that different experience we can actually know more what it feels like to actually be ourselves because we can recognize when we're outside of ourselves so that's kind of <sighs> I'm not bad is what I'm feeling Sigh. right now <laughs> i <Sigh> of relief <laughs> yeah
2: I was gonna say I heard that sigh. So yeah.
0: I mean I still have to like choose to not engage in the um in the thing. Uh but this is definitely helping me to just get regrounded and like not going into the shame spiral. So Oh
1: that shame spiral. What a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah. toot, toot, let's hop on the train. Yeah.
0: It's just so, kidding, let's oh not. my God. It does not help at all.
2: No. I think the way I heard Brene Brown call it is like when you have that spiral, it's like even just telling one of like your knowing friends, just like I'm in deep shame right now. And just calling it that because it then gives you the ability to hopefully Right, because when you're on that ride, as Janelle just said, it feels like you can't get off, and you don't even know when the next stop is. You're like, "Fuck, this is gonna be a whole day before I get to get off this thing." But as soon as you can say, "I'm in deep shame," now you can name it versus like think you are the shame. Right. Go ahead.
1: You're like gave me a very visual experience of like when you're on the freeway and you miss your exit, and it's like next exit, 75 miles maybe? (laughs) Question mark. No services. Fuck! Shit. <laughs> we we here. <laughs> flip a bitch. How do we get over? <laughs> oh my God. Have you guys heard that expression before? Sorry, this has nothing to do with neglect, but someone like sure flip have. a bitch.
0: What is it? <laughs> I had never
1: heard of it. Flip a bitch.
0: Oh yeah, big time. Right. Okay, okay. I live
2: under a rock again. Joaquin, how old are you? Example. How old did you guess? I like
0: thirty-two. Okay. How okay. old are you?
2: Close. 30.
0: Okay. <laughs> You're very, very wise. Oh, thank
1: you. Yeah. I say that to both of you all the time. I always call you guys wise owls. Yeah. You're wise owls in my life.
0: It is. I mean, it is important, though, to know, to, you know, I'm, I guess I will toot my own horn a little bit of, like, you know, it can be easy to come on these things and just you know drop into a space of uh you know wisdom and clarity and insight uh but to give me to give myself permission to show that like I'm 37 I've been in the work it's not easy work and I do have wisdom and I also self-neglect and self-sabotage and I'm still working on stuff and it's an important it's important. It feels important to me. Um, and that's why, you know, at first, you know, when you said like, Oh my gosh, we never get to see this side of you. Something in me kind of was like, Oh, I, it's important to me that people get to see, um, the, the, you know, for lack of a better word, the realness of, of life, because it is all of it. And we talk about this that you know I think when I was about your age Janelle um very similar time where I was recognizing that I had numb completely numbed out a majority of my I mean I would probably say since I was like done with cancer until the end of my 20s and I mean I was still there and I was still myself but I was very numbed out and so it's interesting to watch you going through i'm like whoa it's so crazy and to recognize that um if life comes and goes in cycles and that we never get there and that it's important to well at least it's important for me on this journey to be able to share both sides i don't know if that would have even done anything for me when i was younger because i might not have even been like receptive to it <laughs> and like maybe people actually did tell me those things and show me those sides and I was just like eh. but um it feels important for me at this phase of my life to to represent that um to represent the beauty in that contrast um to represent the beauty in the roller coaster um and that maybe it could be a little fun even though, apparently, you can't scream on roller coasters anymore, so I don't know how that's fun, but... Wait, what? Yeah, you're not allowed to, because of COVID.
1: Oh. oh. Well, that's pretty hard to
2: not...
0: I literally am <laughs> like, I don't think I could not scream. I know. I'm like, Duh, yeah, don't know.
2: They just give you a complimentary, like, pillow to scream into. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys like roller coasters? Not really. Roller oh coasters. my god, I'm obsessed with roller coasters.
1: I haven't been on one in a long time though. It's kinda of sad actually. Are you a front?
0: Are you a front of roller coaster or a back of roller coaster?
1: Ooh, I would rather be in the front than the back, because back is like whiplash. Yeah,
0: you for sure whiplash. Oh my god, yeah. I love roller coasters so much. But not screaming, that's like the whole release. Yeah. I feel I can... very intensely, so I think that's maybe why. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in like an intense, a very intense experience so that I can just Experience it, anyways. My point is, I <laughs> it's it is. I am glad that I have a, a space to be able to share the beauty and the contrast. So
1: totally, and you're not alone in it. Even when you just start talking about kind of my journey and the numbing out and how you're not sure if you were that age. You would have like recognized it. I sort of feel like that too. Like now that I'm getting to where I'm at, it's hard to look back and be like, was I ever authentic? Like, did I ever know who I was? Because now I look at it, I'm like, were you just numb to everything? But at the same time, like that, I in the moment, to the best of how I knew to be myself, and like the awareness I had, I was being authentic and just like letting go. Exactly like, of that. Of that shame, because yeah, then you start to get into the spiral of like, I've been inauthentic my entire life. I yeah. didn't have awareness yeah. of
0: any of this. Do you remember I J- am a con? <laughs> Do you remember Janelle when we talked to Anya, and she and I knew each other when I was in my twenties, and that was such an eye-opening thing for me because I was like, I never really talked to very many people in advertising about the fact that I felt numbed out, and so when she was like what are the fuck are you talking about I was like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like and you know so it is it is interesting and like I've known you since I don't know how long we've known each other but um I would say there were times when you were stressed out but I would I mean your it's interesting that your personality like your authenticity is still there and that's something that. Um, is pretty cool Um, and so I'll share that with you in my observations of being around you and something that I guess I had forgotten about until this moment even in the times when we feel like we are the most you know farthest pendulum swing version of ourselves in whatever direction we're still there it's not that we've gone anywhere and funnily enough like the people who not that everybody needs to be able to connect with that but like the people who stuck around the people who knew me whatever it was it's like people still saw that they still were connected to my soul or my authentic self in those times so it's it is still there and that is pretty wild actually
2: yeah I if I can add on to that this is all let's let's love on Janelle right now um I mean, oh I can't God. say... Oh, for... really? <gasps>
0: wow. You are feeding her. <laughs> it's amazing.
2: I agree with Rachel. I Thank mean, you, God. Exactly. I mean, you just said a moment ago, Janelle, that you feel like you're kind of like waking up to who you really are now. So if I go back, what, a year, year and a half, however long we started to really connect, um, I don't want to say you're like 100% different on the outside, but I, even if for whatever reason in, in our jobs, because that's how we mostly interacted, um, I would always say I, I, I always saw a glimmer or a glimpse, even if we had to say certain things or do certain things work, of, of Janelle finding her way to work through it. Like I always saw you, even if you feel like you were trying to maybe, I don't know, perform or do this or do that, but I always saw you work through the thing um, Despite all of the, the laughter at maybe some of the things you were trying to deal with internally, like I think that's kind of what one of the things I know we said this the last time, just talking about why I felt connected to you, but just like I always could see that truth, even if you may not go back and go, Nope, that wasn't true at all, but like, no, no, I, I, I could see it, and and I was always a, um, appreciative of that. I wouldn't even use the word strength, like it, it was a self assured strength, even if you're not sure of where. Where that came from because that's that's still a part of you
0: yeah I also remember Janelle there was um I, I just remember the conversation I, I think the podcast is gonna go live before this one I was sitting in my closet and I think we we're talking about identities Anyways, yeah, that'll go. Yeah, and and you said something about like, do you think the person you were when you were a kid is the most authentic version of yourself? And I was like, "Uh, the person I was as a kid was like super sassy, and like, there's (laughs) and like, I've been told a lot that the person I was as a kid was like a troublemaker and like all this stuff, and I'm like, but. I, that has sat with me for like I don't know what it was that like se- several months ago a month ago and and that little kid was a fighter and I've always had this like fight in me and like rooting for like rebel like a little rebellious and like I I probably because I've been told so many times and I've said this a few times on the podcast but when you go back to my designated room at my parents' house, it's got all these child, like all these books along the walls that are like, how to raise a child from hell and like all this stuff. So I have this association that the way that I was as a kid was not good, was bad. And, and so I never, I guess I'm like putting two and two together in this moment. (laughs) like the seed was planted and now I'm like oh my gosh I am I think I am like that kid but I've been trying to not be that kid for so long because it's literally every time the family gets together it's like the story about Rachel throwing the essential sail piece out off the sailboat and like being a little brat about it and like peeing every single bed and like but I am that and if I just allowed myself to like own my rebellion a little bit, how much energy would I save? Because it's not a bad thing. I'm not a bad person for like stirring shit up now and then. Like we all need our little, re- you know, a little rebel. And um, instead of working with that rebellion, instead of building a relationship with that rebellion, um, I've been completely neglect. I've been not completely neglecting it it still comes out but it's been I've been fighting it and so that bridge just got connected for me um like what if my that version of myself was held my authenticity and I embraced it instead of trying to fight it how could I use that for not that I'm not using it for good but yeah so I guess you were right, Janelle, (laughs) because I was like, no, I was not that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: It's it's so funny that, not funny, but you're explaining that, and I, I can relate deeply, but from the opposite direction of when I was little. I mean, I'm sure I had, like, I know I had rebel in me, but my recollection of my childhood was like, peak good be a good kid, be a good, you know, daughter. And so much of that was me suppressing my, like myself and not expressing that rebel. And so when we've had those conversations, I can almost flip it to of like this sweet, sensitive kid that I was, yes, is me. And I was also probably performing to expectations that were put on me to be a good kid. And that like go-getter and that rebel was there. It just wasn't necessarily being expressed.
0: All right, so we've officially put a stake in the ground that we are embracing (laughs) our friggin' inner rebels, and we're building a relationship with them because, yeah, like,
1: and we're all of it. I love that phrase. Like, whatever. I'm just like, I am all of it, and then that, like, I feel cool. You know, when I say I'm all of it, then there's like, I'm no box, no label. No expectation. I'm just fucking everything. In the little pieces, sometimes more of one thing, sometimes less of one thing, but I'm fucking everything.
0: Yeah. It, it feels important to me right now to really own. Own my rebellion. I mean, I'm saying it's so subdued, but like, truly, it's just like, just fucking own it. And it's just this part that I just keep trying to subdue and not that I'm gonna like come out like fucking Jackie Chan but I'm
1: fucking love Jackie Chan I know, me too
0: but it's you know it's not like (laughs) that has to be the only expression of it you know and you know to hear oh your brother was this quiet sweet angel who just like all the friggin' time, like, yeah, the dude's cool. I get it. He's such so a saint, like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's got you know, bright blue I, eyes I, and he's a saint. Awesome, love him. <laughs> I love him too. But okay, look over here at the crazy girl with the crazy hair and the receding hairline and the grass coming out of her mouth. She's pretty fucking too. <laughs> <laughs> I will find that picture so that you can post it with this episode because it's amazing. Please do Please do
1: are
2: the best. Joaquin Yeah
1: How you doing over there
2: Great I'm enjoying <laughs> hearing these self discoveries
0: <laughs> Do you know so, I haven't everybody. caught up in a while So I oh. really haven't Joaquin Everyone what kind law. of kid were you
2: Hmm Uh well how much time you got no and <laughs> as you guys were talking about that I wasn't trying to Janelle will know what I'm saying autobiographically listen but I absolutely was in that I was like well what kind of kid was I and thinking about what you two were saying of it, it, it it's one thing to just neglect ourselves because of how we've been conditioned but thinking if we tap into those things how that can be used for a purpose rather than just for the sake of being, if you will, a rebel, right? So rather than just going out like Jackie Chan, if you will, how can I use this energy of of stirring stuff up for something, whatever speaks to me, you know? So for me as a kid, um, I guess I would describe myself the way my mom described me because I don't, I didn't have any words, but my mom always described me as sensitive, but she never told me to my face. I would hear her talk with my dad because I'm sure they each had their own conversations about each one of my siblings, four and all. But I could hear them talk about my mom saying, you know, you just understand, you need to be more gentle with him, he's sensitive. And I could hear my dad saying, "But well, you're going you're gonna to baby him, you're going to essentially ruin him. And so I always felt like a, 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 an inner struggle with, well, I don't know what sensitive means. I have no idea if it's good or bad, because one parent says good, one parent says bad. But I I don't know another way to be, um, so I'd say I was sensitive. I was always aware of um, just not trying to sound like a world weary you know child. But it was hard for me um, to have fun if I saw someone in pain or if I heard that someone was in pain. Not like a, an, an audible cry, but just if I saw some news reel about. Something happening today in another part of the world or a a future prediction of something. I I always absorbed that. Um, And so as a kid being sensitive, I think over time to kind of tie it back to neglecting myself, I I wouldn't say I numbed out to neglect that part of me. I just didn't like that part of me because it didn't seem like anyone else around me either cared or knew that that was what I thought, because I would bring stuff up to you know, other people, whether family or people in church, and they kind of would look at me like I was, I wouldn't say crazy, but just maybe a little too in it. Um, so I would say I was a sensitive kid who only really let his hair down whenever I could hear Michael Jackson music, and I would just start spinning as crazy as I could and, and try to my best to dance like him. Um, so I think that was like a way to channel the nerves or the energy it was dance but I always felt strongly um, and so now it's me thinking how do I connect with that part of myself and, and, and I guess I wouldn't say just the next job I take but what could be a trajectory a, a dream job where rather than just feeling things and then just being known as a sensitive person what does that mean for my purpose here so if I stop Ignoring that or or judging that or saying that, you know, it's not manly enough or whatever. What's the purpose rather than ignoring or shying away? um, I'm sorry, Rachel, That does that answer your
0: question? Yeah, I love it. And it actually like connected back to what you were saying earlier, too, about just how you are kind of looking at everything in your life and seeing how you can use it for you versus when it's not being used for you. Um, and I think you just you just flipped it a little bit. So instead of it being something to numb out, like the avoidance of those things too. But I love that you kind of are in that space and then just applied it to um, an aspect of yourself that you have been neglecting. It's like, okay, how do I work that? How do I use that for myself too? And how do I bring it to now in a way that could, you know, I, I'm going to say expand the current experience. Um, and what does that do for me? It felt. It sounded very experimental, which I I always love, acting like an experimenter of my life. Do you? I was curious. Do you know what your enneagram number is?
2: I do not know.
0: Dang. I was trying to, uh, like, what do you? What do they call it, Janelle? I was trying to. Uh, I can't think of the word. Sniff it out. I guess Sniff it out. Right, that works. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to label you even though you don't oh, like to be yeah. labeled sorry
1: <laughs> I keep doing that all the time I'm like I hate when people label me but my Enneagram type is take yeah. 3 I'm <laughs> a, <laughs> now do you understand me
0: <laughs> but don't put me in a box yeah eh. um okay uh, I, I have one last question Joaquin uh-huh. in one word Oh, shoot, I had the question. Uh, How do you, okay, this is what the question says come out. How do you neglect your your true north in one word? Denial. Hmm. Janelle, what about you?
1: I hate when you always ask the question back. Hold on, I gotta think. I know, I do too. If you have, your, if you have your answer, go.
0: Okay, hold on, I gotta tap in. Same thing. Busyness is what came up for me today. For me, like it was
1: People pleasing.
0: What would you say?
1: I said for me today it was people pleasing.
0: People pleasing. <laughs> On that <Here>. note, <laughs> uh, you guys are yeah, thank, thank you. you guys. You helped me reconnect to myself and remember that I'm pretty cool.
1: You are a very cool, the coolest. So, keep it coming,
0: looking? Janelle. What I said, keep it coming. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, you're wise, you're cool, you are authentic,
0: Ugh. you
2: too, bring yeah, it so much like joy. You smell like sunshine.
0: What did you say? <laughs> my feet smell like sunshine?
2: No, I said you have a face like Cinderella <laughs> and you smell like sunshine. Oh. <laughs> I really wish I really wish I would have met your feet
1: Smell like sunshine.
0: I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This has been another episode of the TrueNearth Collective podcast. For more from Rachel and I, check us out on the gram at the Collective underscore. And if you liked what you heard today, please leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Otherwise, we will see you all next time.